Is America on the verge of extinction? Do we no longer believe that men are endowed by their creator? Has Christianity lost its influence in creating culture? How does the church build a Christian worldview? What kind of world will your children and your grandchildren live in? Will the church falter or will it rise to the occasion and be the catalyst for change? Hello, this is Mike Tyree from Waylife Ministries. I'm very excited to tell you about my new podcast. I want to inspire Christians to use the platform that God has given them to influence and create a Christian culture around them. My motivation for this podcast comes from both an awareness and a passion. Several years ago, while pastoring, I became more and more aware that the America I love was moving away from the values that has made it an amazing and an exceptional place to live. Not only was it moving away from those values, but it was moving at an incredible rate of speed. Now today in America, we what used to be up is now down, and what was down is now up. America is being turned inside out. There is a direct and an intentional assault upon the American way of life. It is an attempt to completely destroy the Christian DNA that is woven into the fabric of this nation. Make no mistake, they do not want to get along and they do not want to tolerate us. They want to subjugate us and wipe out any influence we have. History is being rewritten. Laws are being ignored and changed. Our speech is being censored. We are on the verge of of us losing our liberty and with that our Christian way of life here in America. So, what's the answer to all of this? Where's the hope? How do we change this around? Well, the answer to that is the same answer that has worked throughout history. The church bringing the message of the gospel. Through history, it has been the church that has created healthy, prosperous communities. When the situation seemed hopeless, it was the message of the gospel that changed everything. When dictators and tyrants used fear and abuse of their power to control the people, it was the gospel that would save the day. Let me demonstrate this for you. In the second century, much of the world was being ruled by the Roman Empire. They saw Christianity as a threat and implemented a policy of killing Christians who would not renounce their faith. Tertullian, a vocal Christian leader, attacked the pagan religions of the Roman Empire, declaring, quote, The more we are mown down by you, the more we grow. We have filled all the places that belong to you, cities, islands, forts, towns, exchanges, the military camps themselves, tribes, town councils, the palace, the senate, the marketplace. We have left you nothing but your temples, end quote. Those in power were trying to use fear to make people comply with Tertullian, but he reminded them that the gospel was winning. Bristol, England in the early 18th century was a degenerate town filled with coal miners who found their entertainment watching condemned men being hanged, and at least on one occasion when a man committed suicide, they dragged his corpse out and used it for target practice. But that lifestyle changed when an evangelist, George Whitfield, came through preaching the gospel. These same men repented, cleaned themselves up, and started following Christ. 
Then they set to work building schools, a hospital, and even worked on prison reform. The gospel did this. Not social justice, not community activists, not legislation policy, not critical race theory, not the Great Reset. It was the gospel that changed hearts and created a prosperous and peaceful society. In the 17th century, a corrupt church and a corrupt government tried to silence any religious group that had any differing ideas. One such group was the separatists. They were Puritans. They were deeply passionate about the gospel and its value system. They desired to have the gospel be the foundation to what they believed and how they should live. The problem was the corrupt church-state relation dictated how they should live and what they should believe. So, 102 of them got on a ship and came to the shores of America. From those shores, a new nation was birthed. A new type of government was created. The culture of this new nation was deeply rooted in the gospel, and it led one foreign visitor in the 1830s, Alex de Tocqueville, to observe that, quote, In France, I almost always see the spirit of religion and the spirit of freedom marching in opposite directions. But in America, I found they were intimately united and that they reigned in common over the same country, end quote. The gospel is the special ingredient that has made America an exceptional place to live. In more recent history, in 1989, when the tyranny of the communist Romania tried to wipe out the influence of the church, the church united by the thousands, and the next morning, Romania was free. Are you starting to get the pattern here? Wherever the gospel is, there's freedom. This is probably why one of the most quoted scriptures in the Founding Fathers uh, was 2 Corinthians 3.17, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I've heard a lot about the silent majority, those that keep quiet because of the fear of reprisal, fear of being labeled a racist, homophobic, Islamophobic, or a host of other labels. They are in fear of losing their jobs, fear of family members disowning them, fear of censorship, and even fear of violence upon them. Well, let it be the church that is no longer silent, but let it be the church that will rise to the occasion and scream to the rooftops of every community in this nation. Romans 1.16, we are not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Those who seek to transform this nation into a secular utopia and try to censor and silence those who want to stay true to the original American values truly underestimate the gospel. I am impassioned with the power of the gospel and how it changes lives and creates entire nations. I envision a church not silent, but bold with the love of Christ. A church not silent, but one that will fill the schools and universities, courtrooms and legislative halls, Wall Street and law firms. A church that will fill the media and entertainment centers, military institutions, retail stores, county fairs and festivals. We will leave them nothing but their own temples. Join me in this mission to fill America with the gospel. Each week I hope to educate and inspire you to use your God-given talents and abilities to engage culture with the gospel. I will talk about the Christian's devotional life, politics, history, pop culture, philosophy, current events, church ministry, and of course all the hot topics of the day. 
The first episode will be February 13th, entitled Understanding the Times. If we are to change the times we live in, we must first understand the times we live in. Well, I'm out of time for the day. We will pick up right here, February 13th. Thank you for listening to Way Life Ministries. Refocus, reclaim, rebuild.